Hello, everyone. Welcome to our broadcast. Beverly and I today are going to be talking about our fourth uh, measurement on our transformation workbook of assignment. And uh, we should have a powerful time together as we look at shifting the spiritual atmosphere over your life, your family, and your spheres of influence. Well, so this is this is really the end game for us. You know, once you know who you are, you know your identity, and you know that you're becoming a son a daughter of the living God, then you're aligned and you're in the right sphere of influence with the right people and you're just going forward. Everything is flowing just the way that God has designed for you to flow by His divine design. And then you're empowered. And so next comes your assignment because all three of those processes need to take place before you can go out and complete what God has designed you to do. And it is one of the best three steps to this fulfillment, because that to me is what fulfillment is, is finding your assignment because we are put on the earth to accomplish something. We're not just here taking up space and breathing oxygen. God designed us to do something and it is a divine design for his plans, his purpose, and to fulfill his intentionality in the earth. And it's not a one size fits all. Uh, it's everybody hearing not. your assignment from yes. God. That's why in our transformation workbook, we teach on identity first, then alignment, then empowerment, and then assignment. Why? Identity brings our legitimacy. Yes. That, that's where how we are secure in our relationship with God. Alignment brings us with those that are going in the same direction Intimacy. as us. Intimacy. and brings us in alignment with heaven, brings us in alignment with those in the spiritual community that God surrounds us with to, to see our gifts and callings come alive. Then empowerment, the Holy Spirit, of course, filling our lives and giving us the strength and the wisdom and the power uh, and the validation of unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus. And then assignment. This is found from a teaching I'll talk to you about today in Luke 10, where Jesus literally saw the disciples shift the spiritual atmosphere so powerfully. It says they came back rejoicing, saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus responded and said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The whole geographical uh, atmosphere, the, spiritual the atmosphere realm, changed everything shifted uh, because in of the four concepts that we'll talk to you about uh, during this teaching. And Beverly will highlight for them in just a few moments uh, found from Luke 10. It starts in Luke 9 where it's like the disciples couldn't even cast out a demon from a child. And then they go to from there to Luke 10, shifting the whole spiritual atmosphere of a territory. It's going to be a revelation you're going to want to hear. First, we're going to take you to see a testimony from our nephew, Craig Maddox. Uh, he was a West Point graduate and then uh, was a helicopter uh, pilot in the mm -hmm. Iraqi war and uh, began to step into transformation, finding his identity, well, finding it's, his it's uh, really uh, alignment and empowerment. He has worked with us for the longest time and loved doing that, but he he's a businessman. I mean, he has that uh, ruler organizer gifting, mm -hmm. and one video so completely impacted his life as he was watching a woman share about the radical impact that just her little kiosk selling ice cream had had on an entire government that he had a creative idea. And so he's going to share with you exactly how this idea came to take life. And literally he put legs and feet to it. And now he is an entrepreneur. I think that, well, he'll tell the story best, but it was one little video that just set his path and his trajectory. And now he knows what his assignment is. Not only is he uh, walking out his assignment and uh, 
obviously being a blessing to a lot of people, but he's also being used to shift the spiritual climate of a territory. And so I believe you're going to be blessed. So watch this, and then Bev and I'll be back to share some more. My name is Craig Maddox, business owner of Kona Ice of Calhoun County, a mobile shaved ice company based out of Anniston, Alabama. In August 2019, my family ventured into entrepreneurship for the very first time. We bought a Kona Ice franchise. Kona Ice is shaved ice. It's what you may call a snow cone or a snowball for my friends in New Orleans. Uh, what we do is we drive around neighborhoods, we go to sporting events, we go to corporate events, we do fundraisers, and we sell our shaved ice and very much like the traditional ice cream truck you may know. Now, mind you, before I launched into business, uh, I didn't have any experience. After college, I had gone into the military for eight years, and from the military, I transitioned into ministry at Word Alive in Oxford, Alabama in 2008. But around 2015, the Lord started speaking to me about business and entrepreneurship. Uh, he was speaking to me about that there was more, and that there was more inside of me uh, more creativity inside of me and more gifts inside of me that he wanted to use. And, but at the same time, the Lord had to really work with me on my mindset. My family had been in ministry their whole lives. And, you know, I had to learn that business wasn't necessarily a dirty word. You can have the heart to minister to God's people and be in business and you can be the same person. You can have all that wrapped up into the same person. So it was about that same time that we were introduced to the revelation and teachings of Dr. Ed Silvoso. Uh, many of you know his writings on transformation and ecclesia, ministry in the marketplace. It really equipped me with a renewed mindset on ministry. At the same time, Kent Maddox, my pastor at Word Alive, he had embraced those same revelations. And with the full support of him and our team, uh, they gave me a blessing to launch out into business. But with all due respect, as much as I love Kent, I love our team, and I love Dr. Savoso and his team, I must say the overwhelming inspiration came from our friend Juan Lapa, who we affectionately, affectionately refer to as the ice cream lady, right? After hearing her testimony, my wife and I were convinced that this idea of shaved ice was from the Lord. Now with the new concept and understanding that came with that revelation and teachings about the Ecclesia and the Luke 10 principles, we realized that we had a larger purpose and we started using our shaved ice business to bless our community as a model of prayer evangelism, if you will. In addition to what Lon, Juan Lapa had demonstrated, uh, we also started developing a business model or prototype for others to follow so that we could be a blessing to our community and ignite transformational change. In my Kona Ice franchise, we do three things. One, we say bless you every chance we can while we are serving our customers shaved ice. Just like everyone knows in the States when you say thank you at Chick-fil-A, their employees respond with, my pleasure. Well, when our customers say thank you at Kona Ice, we are known for saying we bless you. We look at it as sowing bless you seeds all across our counties with our Kona Ice truck. In the natural, it may not seem like a much, it may seem like a small gesture, but in the spirit, we believe we are transforming attitudes and even the trajectory of people's days with the power of our words. Second thing, we follow a first fruits principle every day. At Kona Ice of Calhoun County, the first customer each day at every truck is free. It does two things. One, it reminds us, our team, that it's important to be generous and that people are important. And two, it gives us another opportunity to bless people and start a conversation. I tell you what, you give something of value away for free and you'll be amazed at the doors of opportunity that open for you to minister. Lastly, we give away a lot of free Kona Ice to our educators, 
our policemen, women, our firemen, EMS, military, and many other civil servants. We also donate money back to our local school systems, our local parks and rec, sports teams, and other nonprofits. We call these donations givebacks. It's a very simple way to serve our community and say thank you, especially during this last year and a half of the pandemic. Since 2019, we have provided givebacks totaling over $65,000. You're probably wondering, just like I do, how does Kona Ice make any money and how does your business make any money if you're always donating and giving away everything for free? Well, I like to call it favor. That's the crazy thing. In 2020, during COVID-19, God blessed our business and it tripled. It started with one truck, now we have three. It started with one territory and now we have three. It started with one county, now we're in seven counties. We broke records, uh, monthly revenue records uh, in 2020, where we increased or broke our record for monthly revenue in March, April, May, and June. Well, we did it again in 2021. The Lord has blessed our business so much that we're considering changing the name from Kona Ice of Calhoun County to Kona Ice of East Alabama. More importantly though, than the blessings, the financial blessings the Lord's given us, there's opportunities to minister to people beyond the four walls of the church. Just a few months after we, after we started serving Kona Ice at the local sports complex, one of the employees there asked if I would officiate his wedding. I was floored. I had only known the guy for about two months. So one early Saturday morning during baseball season before the stands filled with spectators uh, and before the fields turned into noisy ball games, I was able to pray over and bless this wonderful marriage of my new friend. And since that time, my friend and I have been able to help one another in several uh, life circumstances and personal situations. Also, we've been given access to over 45 different schools in our area. From field days to farm days, we serve Kona Ice and blessings to the students and to the teachers. We've also been given access to over 25 different athletic teams in our area. From post-practice snacks to game day action, we serve Kona Ice and blessings to those sports teams. From hospitals to nursing homes, young and old have been served Kona Ice and blessings. I'm here to tell you, transformation is taking place through this ecclesia disguised as a shaved ice truck. Dr. Silvoso and Ruth, Transform Our World, the Ecclesia community, your stories have inspired me to start this business that has transformed me and has transformed my family's life. This message of Ecclesia has given me the permission to follow the call of God on my life. Pursuing business is not selfish, nor is it leaving behind opportunity to minister. It's just the opposite. Being involved in business enhances my opportunities to minister many times greater than I was capable of before. That's my story of transformation. I wanna declare and impart to you guys the prayer of Jabez, something I've prayed over my business and my family for several years. May the God of Israel bless us indeed. Enlarge our territories. May your hand be with us. May it keep us from evil that we may not cause pain. We praise you, Lord, that you grant us our request, amen. Who would have thought a Kona ice truck shifting the spiritual atmosphere of a territory? But they do everywhere they go in the excitement. Oh my gosh, we have young grandchildren and every single time we're out in the community and well, even in different cities in different states and you see a Kona truck, they're like, oh my gosh, there's Kona ice. And they feel that immediate connection and it brings a memory that they have attached to really being blessed and understanding that there is goodness inside of that truck for them. 
I mean, it's just such a cool thing to watch children make that association. It is phenomenal. And adults. I mean, we're all childlike and children at heart when it comes to a Kona ice. Are you kidding me? <laughs> such a great, great testimony. I know you were blessed like, like we were. We're We've designed our transformation workbook for that reason, to allow people to find their identity through the redemptive gifts, which allows us to walk in great legitimacy from the Lord, then to step into alignment, aligning our time, our resources with heaven, so that now all of the assignment that we've been given can be resourced. And then, of course, empowerment, being validated by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. the unusual miracles and manifest presence of Jesus, and last but not least, shifting our spiritual atmosphere through what we call prayer evangelism. We're going to go and I want to give you a quick teaching and then Bev will come back and Bev will give you some commentary on these four points that we live out in prayer evangelism, shifting our spiritual climates over our lives, our homes, and our territory. So watch this and then we'll be back to share and pray. Hello and welcome to session four, Transformation Course, Experiencing Supernatural Change. Wow, it's been a quite an exciting journey. Back on the first session, we talked about identity. I want to give you the main point from there once again. When we looked at identity, we begin to see our redemptive gifts and understand that we are uniquely and creatively designed. In the workbook, the main point that we looked at was my uniqueness is a gift from God Himself. I matter because of who I am more so than anything I do. The impact I make on the world is an overflow of who I am. Then in session two, we talked about alignment. The second step in my transformation is to move into alignment with the kingdom of God, specifically by leveraging our two most important resources, time and money. Last week, the main idea of empowerment. I take the values of the kingdom with me everywhere I go. The church isn't a place. The church is a people. We don't go to church. We go as the church. And so hopefully you've used the QR codes, you've gained the uh, access to the powerful tools and information we have for you from the assessments to the concept of ecclesia, the way to align and the power of first fruits. And we're well on our way to transformation. In this session, we're going to talk about assignment. The main idea is the church exists wherever the people of God go. As such, we take the message of the kingdom with us. Our assignment is to bless the people we encounter, leaning deeper into divine connections. We realize in the transformational process, we all have assignments. God not only wants to transform our personal lives, but then He wants to use us as agents of transformation. We find this process where Jesus uh, in Luke chapter 9 is dealing with His disciples. In Luke chapter 9, toward the end of this chapter, we see Jesus seemingly frustrated with the disciples that uh, God had sent Him to train and equip for their assignment. It actually got to the place where they couldn't cast a demon out of a, a man's son, and Jesus comes along seemingly frustrated and says something like, you perverted faithless generation, how long must I be with you? And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, instead of getting rid of those 12, that's what I would have probably done, got, got rid of those 12, got me 12 more. No, something shifts in Luke 10 where Jesus takes those 12, takes another 70 and sends them again. Something shifts and something changes because this group comes back rejoicing, saying, even demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus responds with, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. What happened? 
what happened in this process. Well, we begin to understand through a concept called prayer evangelism, which we'll learn about our assignment today, that God will use this to shift the spiritual atmosphere over individuals' lives and over territories. The problem we have is found in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. It says, the God of this world has blinded those lest they should see the light of the glory of, God, of the gospel in the face of Christ. The solution to that is found in Acts 28 where God tells Paul, your job is to open their eyes so that they can see and that they can move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, from the kingdom of Satan to the kingdom of God. This is our assignment to open people's eyes. Now, unfortunately, my experience has been through what we'll call evangelism <clears throat> or reaching out to accomplish our assignment or mission has been more of a traditional concept. And it's something like, you know, if you died tonight, do you know where you would go? Or have you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? And unfortunately, that just doesn't work on several reasons. Why? Because the kingdom of God is about so much more than just going to heaven or not going to hell. It's about the way we live here in the earth. The second uh, situation is, is the concept of the gospel being only about leaving here and not experiencing transformation while we're here. And so when we understand that, that the, that the way Jesus was presented, we're trying to get people to accept Jesus and they don't know him. But Jesus produced or presented a model that's been labeled by Dr. Ed Silvoso as prayer evangelism, a model in Luke 10 that has, we have found as a transformational power as far as fulfilling our assignment. Jesus commanded these disciples when he sent them and he simply said something like this. He said, whatever house you enter into, release your peace and bless them. Eat whatever is set before you, minister, heal whatever needs to be healed and proclaim the kingdom of God. We've reduced that into these words, bless, fellowship, minister and proclaim. This is how we fulfill our assignment. Bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim. What we've realized is we have the power as the ecclesia to bless people in Jesus' name. We do this through kind words. We do it through acts of kindness, through acts of generosity. But we have the power of blessing, actually the power of peace that is so powerful. Jesus said when we release it, we will feel it, feel it, leave us. And when they receive it, we will feel that connection. Isn't that powerful? Peace is not something that we uh, need to lay down at night and go to sleep. By, the Bible says peace are shoes. Ephesians, 5, Ephesians 6 says our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Romans 16, 20 says the God of all peace will crush Satan under our feet. Peace isn't something we need when we go to bed at night. It's something when we put on to go into the world. Why? It's a power. And when we release our peace, it has the power to break any curse that it's blinding people lest they should see the glory of the gospel in the face of Christ. So now we're becoming blessing entities that we bless people at work, we bless people at home, we bless people at school. And as we're doing this, something powerful is happening. People's eyes are being opened because of the acts of generosity, kindness, and blessings. And so like if you're the uh, coffee pot at work and you just say, hey, Jim, I bless you today. What happens? 
if Jim is your assignment and you bless him, you will feel that peace leave you and connect with him. Now, I'm going to set some people free right now. Everyone's not your assignment. That's so freeing. Jesus did not heal everybody that, that, that he met. Jesus didn't minister to everybody on, on, on his way, only to those that were his assignment. Everyone's not your assignment. Hence, when they reject your peace or reject your blessing, they're not rejecting you. They're not rejecting God. It's simply they're not our assignment. I don't know about you, but that was so freeing to us that when they reject the message, they're not rejecting us, they're just somebody else's assignment. And so, but if that does connect, the next level is fellowship. Some type of fellowship that begins to bring the connection to that individual who is your assignment. I think in the past we've, we've, we've gotten off track thinking we just get them to say a prayer or just get people to accept Jesus. No, we need them to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit so that their eyes can be opened so they can see the kingdom of God. And so when we bless someone and we feel that spiritual connection, the next step is fellowship. Why is fellowship more, more so important? In the New Testament, in Acts, it says the Lord... Lord added daily to the church those who were being saved. How did he add? They were eating meals, sharing bread in their homes in small groups. And as they did, they shared life together. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit began to move and meet needs supernaturally. We looked at that last session, unusual miracles and the manifest presence of Jesus when they gathered, supernatural things happened. Jesus actually turned the temple into a table. Don't you find it interesting after Jesus dies on the cross, is raised from the dead, comes back to show himself alive, he did not reveal himself at the temple or the synagogue. He revealed himself at meals. Why? There is a power, there is something powerful when you share bread or share a meal. We've negated that fact, especially in the Western church. When something, when you share a meal with somebody, something powerful happens. We talk about this in the workbook that as, when Zechariah ate with Jesus, all of a sudden he's saved and salvation comes to his house. Jesus eats with sinners. Jesus eats with publicans. Jesus eats with prostitutes. Why? Because there's something powerful in fellowship that does something spiritually transformational in our lives. It's at that point where we begin to fellowship with one another that we begin to know what the needs are. And every time Jesus was with those that his, were His assignment in the midst of fellowship, needs came, and every time needs were presented, the power of the Holy Spirit showed up and people were healed, saved, and delivered. This is exactly the way God wants us to move in our assignment. We bless and then we fellowship, and then we minister. If the folks that's been sent our way or our assignment, whatever problems in their life, whether it's a problem with their marriage, a problem with their job, a problem with their finances, God has given us the authority to meet that need. The last step, proclaim. What, what happened? What is this that transpired in my life? The kingdom of God has come to you. Isn't that powerful? Bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim. Can you dream with me about an army that's moving in this time of type of transformational assignment? I believe we're headed for one of the greatest moves of the Holy Spirit we've ever seen. The church is moving into a place of assignment like never before. There's a transformational map that you'll find in this workbook. We, we landed on something in our studies we thought was phenomenal. You maybe have heard this scripture, He that winneth souls is wise. 
Well, that's actually in Proverbs, not in the Gospels. So that's really nothing to do with converting people to Christ. That's actually helping people. We put a transformational map and we show by studies that 80% of society lives on a very low level, such as fear, anger, doubt, unbelief, and seldom move in transformation down this map to peace and joy and enlightenment and, and all the stuff we know the kingdom offers. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's, there can be people in the church living without transformation, people at work, people at school, people in our own families. And so we know our audience then is folks who have not experienced the transformational power of the kingdom of God. But when you and I move into their lives, not trying to get them to accept Jesus, but simply to bless them and help them move in their transformational experience, what happens is they begin to move as we bless, as we fellowship, they begin to open up. Transformation begins to take place. We heal unusual miracles, manifest presence of Jesus. The kingdom of God has come and they know exactly that Jesus has sent us and now they know who Jesus is. And I don't know anybody that's ever truly met Jesus that does not want to accept Him and live their life for Him. This, I believe, is what God means when He talks to us about our assignment. So as we've journeyed through this together, of course, I've just hit the main themes and the topics in this course. Hopefully, hopefully you've taken time to study the material, use the QR codes to find all the other tools and information to help you in this process. But we want it to be simple enough that it could be immediately acted upon. So you begin to identify who you are, your identity through the assessment. You begin to align with the kingdom of God through your time and your money. And so hopefully you're, you've already begun to experience provision in a supernatural way. You've getting a revelation about the power of the Holy Spirit, unusual miracles, and the manifest presence of Jesus through the empowerment part of the process. Now we step into our assignment. I challenge you, you don't have to be perfect before God wants to use you. Actually, God perfects us as He uses us. And so you don't have to wait till you're totally transformed to begin to transform others. Actually, while you're being transformed, you can begin to transform others as well as a transform transformational agent. It's not just a suggestion, it's a command. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel of the good news. So I challenge you, as you've journeyed through this process, with us now toward the end at the assignment, take a piece of paper out. We've done it in our spheres of influence and it's powerful. Begin to write names down of people that you know in your sphere of influence that are living at a very low level of transformational experience. They have fear and doubt and insecurity and anger and frustration. Begin to write their names down and put a circle around their name and begin to circle them in prayer. Ask God, are these folks our assignment? I'm going to tell you, we've heard testimony after testimony as we've done this, written folks' name down, put a circle of prayer around them, prayed for them, and said, God, if these are our assignment in the next few days, reveal them to us or let us have a divine encounter. And without fail, like the next day, the next day, people get a text, they get a phone call, they run into them at the department store or the grocery store, and they know God has sent them on assignment and faith 
fills our hearts to know those folks are our assignment. Did you know that 98% of people who follow Christ, they are introduced to Christ through another individual, not in a big church service, not in a big uh, campaign, not in a big crusade. Thank God for all of that. But 98% of people who literally follow Jesus, they do it through the biblical model of they found Jesus through another individual. That's why it's so powerful to realize that not only does God want to transform our lives, He wants to use us to transform others. I challenge you, just next steps. Don't get too deep in this transformational process before you start using it to transform others. Take the same course that we made available to you. Get a hold of some workbooks or, or the PDFs and simply reach out to those in your spheres of influence who God connects you to and say, hey, join me in this four-week transformational process and begin to minister to them just like I have ministered to you. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit will show up and something supernatural will transpire. You know, doctors actually, we have a couple of medical doctors in our sphere of influence and they tell us this is the way, the way that way it works. You, you see one, do one, and teach one. And so this transformational process is just that simple. You've been exposed to it. Now uh, it's, it's been taught, you've done it, and now you're able to teach others. And we're believing God that as you take this next step of faith, something supernatural is going to begin, begin to transpire and you will realize God has put you in your sphere of influence on assignment. So I pray that as you've gone through this course with us, that your identity is beginning to manifest in the kingdom of God. That as you're aligning with kingdom of God, all things are being added to you. Resources are being provided to you in a supernatural way. We pray that the power of the Holy Spirit has been empowering you and that now you are realizing that you are sent on assignment and the Bible is being fulfilled where it says the harvest are white, but the labors are few. Now pray the Lord of the harvest that he sends labors into the harvest field. We decree over your life that you are one of those labors God has called and chosen to expand his kingdom transformation in the earth. And so we just speak blessings on you as you've journeyed with us in this transformational process. And we look forward to hearing reports in the days ahead, not only how you've experienced transformation, but now how you have become a transformational agent yourself. We love you. Thank God for spending this time with you and we bless you in Jesus' name. So hopefully you caught this. Bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim the four ways of shifting spiritual atmosphere with your peace. I'm just going to break it down for you. Bless. We always bless everyone. There's not a reason in the world there should be any shouting or any recriminations or any anything. Just bless them. Bless, don't blast. I, I, was, <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. Fellowship. If a supernatural connection is felt, we go deeper in the relationship. This is that intimacy. If not, we still continue blessing people. We minister. When a need arises, we meet it, especially a need that requires divine intervention because that is the divine design. We are divinely designed to intercede, interact, and to be a solution. Proclaim. As God moves, we define the moment by expressing God's presence in the situation and we come full circle right back. It's God's presence within us that makes all four of these the most active in our lives. Starting with identity yes. and moving into alignment, yes. empowerment, and yes. assignment. If you would like to connect with us along this transformational concept and, and, and connect to our transformation community, you can do that in several ways. One, you can just simply... 
Uh, sign up to be part of a daily email that gives you encouragement, concepts, prophetic insight into transformation daily delivered to your inbox. Uh, you can actually, free of charge, download the videos and a PDF of what we've been teaching here so that you can use that in your own spheres of influence, but hopefully that you will use the disciples, disciple others, raising up sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. Uh, also, you can start a point of light. We encourage you, open your home as a ministry center. Dedicate your business, dedicate your workplace uh, as a place that you have time to share transformational concepts and help people move down the transformational uh, map, moving from doubt and fear and jealousy and anger into peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, allowing the kingdom of God to flow through you. And of course, last but not least, you can give your first fruits, tithes and offerings, however the Lord would lead you that enables us to continue to do the broadcast, print the materials, and continue to travel around the world teaching and preaching God's good news of transformation. But we wanna pray for you today, and we just pray that as you have become legitimate in hearing, knowing who you are, knowing that you are a child of God, you're a son, you're a daughter of God, that now Holy Spirit begins to talk to you about your assignment, that He begins to share with you the novel concept, the novel idea, the very something that he's planned for you that goes with your creative design so that you can live the maximum fulfillment. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This is what walking in your assignment looks like. So Beverly and I pray for you today. We yes. bless you with we taking the steps you. of faith into your assignment, shifting the spiritual atmosphere over your home over your territory, over your business, over all the places that God has given you influence through bless, fellowship, minister, and proclaim. And watch what the Holy Spirit does for you in this season in a supernatural way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. and amen. We thoroughly enjoyed spending this time with you and we pray you live greatly blessed until we see you again. Goodbye and God bless.